Yeah. Well, you know, every morning I wake up and I for five minutes I visualize what it would be like if all of my family members were dead. <laughs> it's a Gary Vee technique that I've learned over the years. And it really helps me like focus in and really builds a fire in my belly to get after it that day. And I know a lot of people out there saw that clip and thought it was a joke and were shitting on them for saying that, but it really does work. Like mm. if you visualize your family mm. not being there and you know the the empty sadness that you get. Uh, really motivates you. It's like I'm going out every day trying to save my family. Wow, thank you, Kevin. Yeah, no, thanks, thanks, Gary V. Because if if I didn't have Gary V, I I wouldn't be the man I was today. I would have stopped making content years ago. Yeah, shout out Gary V. Um, come on the pod. Kevin, what's up, buddy? What's up? Nothing. Came in a little hot there on the mic. I know. Yeah, I did this thing last week where I compressed the vocals a little bit. I think it maybe sounded. I think it sounded. I don't know. Did, did you? Do you listen? I listened to every every episode. <laughs> was it? Was it noticeable? I watched the tape. What I did was I uh, I squished the high highs and the mm. low lows a little bit closer to each other, so there's less like there's less blowouts, more consistent volume. I, I think. I don't know. I think the audio typically is fairly reasonable. I've, I've, I think in the early days we were kind of, it's maybe sounding not necessarily as good as other podcasts. I think now I feel like we're fine. Yeah, we're, we're as soon as we say this now, everyone's gonna fucking. I mean, we, I think we, I think we all know there. I think we know there's like slight room for improvement. Like, yeah, you better not let us get those sure mics. Oh you know, God! Once we get some yeah, fucking don't let real us, mics, don't let us get those motherfucking shirts because it's we'll a be, wrap. Yeah. for fucking Roman yeah, Mars. Yeah. As soon as we get real microphones, yeah. as soon as we're able to whisper into the mics, yeah, we'll be fucking on top of it. Yeah, Alex will be soft spoken. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I won't have to yell. Nobody's just, ever said Alex was soft spoken. That's true. No, not once, uh, except Kev- for on Debbie Millman's podcast. <clears throat> yeah, in 2013. Yeah, which I guess is now 10 years ago. Damn, damn, fucking! I should throw a fucking. Design Matters Party. Was that your first podcast? It was. Damn. It was. For those that don't know, I was on Design Matters at Moments Famous Podcast, which always is on the top five of design podcasts in uh, in America. And Let's get her on. We love Debbie. Um, we should get her on the pod. The crossover events of the century. She speaks very much in a very sort of like soft and welcoming tone. And when I was on the show, it was my first time ever on a podcast, and I was a much younger version of myself, I matched her tone. So I'm like... Hi, I'm Alex Center. And I just I don't know why I did that, but I think I was just That's you know, probably why she does it. Tone matching. Yeah. It's a thing. And but um yeah, now I have my own voice and my own podcast. When we first started, I just noticed how I'd have to I'd yeah. have to boost my uh, audio yeah. levels significantly ahead of yours because you just talk so loud. I just project, Kevin. Um but you're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> Kevin, guess what? We got big news. Sponsors back. Sponsors back. Sponsors back. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, the Die Line. We've been doing ads for them and kind of been shouting them out, but the uh, partnership is back on, and that's great news because the Die Line Awards are coming to a close on March seventh. Today is March first. Welcome to March, Kevin. And so if you've got packaging entries to submit, not you, Kevin, but the listeners, if they have packaging entries to submit, they got to enter the Dylan Awards. We are super lucky. Our new president, Madam President, Grace Dawson, she's actually going to be reviewing and judging Best Visual Brand Identity, which I believe is a very prestigious award. Uh, If you don't remember, uh, we won that award for United Souls of America back in 2021. Um, But Kevin, this is the last reminder. 
You know how it's like, this is really last call. Are you for real? No, I'm being absolutely 1,000% real. March 7th is really the very last deadline. There'll be no more extensions that after makes sense. March I mean, 7th. What was that award show last year, like middle mm-hmm. of May? Yeah. No, it's time. Yeah. We've been talking about this actually on the podcast for months, but like, it's now officially go time. And so get your head out of your ass and stop procrastinating and submit your design. So the best yeah. package design competition in the world, the dial line awards. Um, this is also a reminder for me and yeah. us personally, yeah. we need to get our asses out of our heads out of our own asses and submit. Yeah. I mean, we are yeah. on record saying that we do wait to submit so that's we can fair. give the dial line more money. That's because right. we fuck with the dial line. Of course. Cause um, we support, yeah, that's they support the us. We support them. Yeah. And so we wait to the very last minute. Yeah. Our so, shit's actually done. Yeah. We've been done for months. Yeah. We just want to give them the most amount of our money to say thank you for their service. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, enter the dial line awards, final call, last submission, March 7th, enter. Enter. They have amazing categories. They have all sorts of different uh, sort of sections for different types of uh, projects. And so you should, there's no reason yeah. why you shouldn't get uh, a submission in for a chance to win the big D. Yeah. Get the golden D. Yeah. Get the big D and uh, your whole life will change. Yes. Yeah. That's a fact. We can guarantee. Um, speaking of March, Kevin, um, February is over. I just want to call out February real quick. That's the wimpiest month of the year. 28 days? That's toxic masculinity right there. Yeah. Am, am I going to get canceled for calling yeah, out February so. for being too small? I is that so. sizest? Yeah. You, this is first year size shaming Gary Vee and I now did. you're size shaming an entire month. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think anyone's talking about how February is, is, is wimpy. I don't know. I, I particularly like February. Most money per day. If, if you're on salary, you know, it's a yeah. you know, shorter month. That's fair. That money keeps rolling in. I, what I don't like about it is like if someone says, hey, it's due on March 3rd. And it's like February like nineteenth. You're like, oh my god! Like that's plenty of time. And then all of a sudden, you realize that February is such a, a wussy month. And then you're like, oh man! Like, oh my! It only has twenty eight days. Like, what the fuck? Like, why? Yeah. Why? Why are we doing twenty eight days for February? You sound like Jerry Seinfeld. What's it's the deal like, with that? Yeah, why yeah. is February only have twenty eight yeah. days? But yeah, that's um, a good one. All right. <laughs> Kevin, did you hear us? The session is coming to an end. I did. I heard it. I, yeah. I heard that. Breaking news. Yeah. R.I.P. I mean, R.I.P. Fuck off, right? All right. I mean, listen, I love Secession. I've been on record saying it's probably the best show on TV at the moment. Um, I think I've had enough of it. In, in in Not in the that I'm sick of it. It's just kind of like, I don't know how much more they can do with Kendall and Logan fighting and Shiv. And it's just like, they've been doing the same thing almost every season. And it just feels like every time they're like a new trailer comes out, it seems like the same story. Yeah. When the hell is the succession going to happen? It's got to happen, right? I've been kind of waiting for that. Like, wouldn't it be fun to watch Logan leave and then the kids run and just kind of like the succession be over? I, I have no idea. I hope that happens this season and like not at the very last episode because that would be kind of annoying. But I guess it would make a lot of sense. But it's over. It's, it's over. over. Um, did you see the quote that like um, the actor uh, Brian Cox said that like um, the actor who plays Kendall Roy is like annoying because he he gets into character so much and he's uh, he's one of those method actors. Oh, is he? Yeah. And he's just like he's just like it's fucking annoying. <laughs> he's just like people. He's just like it's fucking like knock it off. I would be a method actor if yeah. I could just role play as an extremely rich New Yorker for several months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I guess is HBO pay for that or 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, I'm going to be really into character. It's just like, I'm going to be a huge dick. I'm going to pretend like I'm like really, really important. I'm going to be rich and I'm going to just like genuinely just do whatever the fuck I want. He's committed to the craft. Yeah. He's like a very like interesting guy. He, like he is kind of obsessed with the character. His name is Jeremy Strong. He's an actor. And I've seen some things about him where he like, he's very specific about like, the, all the clothes that Kenlo wears, like the sort of music that like, he's just like, he's really deeply into this character and uh, I hope he uh, comes out of it. Okay. Like, I, I feel like once the show's over, like he's going to like miss this part of his, his, he'll be fine. Speaking of things that are broken, Kevin, Jeff Koons, famous artist known for sort of these uh, big installations um, has a sculpture um, called Balloon Dog. Have you are you familiar with Balloon I am, Dog? I yeah, am, yeah, yeah. And uh, Kevin, how many Balloon Dogs do you think there are in the world? In the world, yeah, uh, a lot. I don't have the answer to that question. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, I, Jeff, bet you, I bet you could tell me how many were in the next drop. Well, Jeff Koons was coming out with a new edition, which was a limited run of seven hundred and ninety nine of them. Which why not do 800? Like, what? Like, why you got to do 700? It's because it's limited, Alex. It doesn't feel that limited. 799 sculptures feels pretty, like, a yeah, lot of sculptures. You can't, you can't be calling something a limited run when it's damn near 800. Yeah. That's not limited. Apparently, it's worth $42,000, which, to be honest, doesn't really feel like even that much to me. Like, I mean, maybe I'm just a Kendall Roy rich guy, you yeah. know, just me, me and Kendall. But, like, I don't know. Jeff Grins is, like, a very famous artist so in a contemporary art fair in miami there was uh these balloon dogs there was a sort of uh, one on display and someone walked into it and smashed it damn talk about a drop <laughs> um so apparently it was insured shattered pieces are awaiting to be evaluated by an insurance expert and some uh collectors have actually offered to buy the broken pieces of the sculpture does that make it more valuable? It might. I don't know. I mean, if he wobby sobbies it back together, like I think that's, <laughs> I think that would be kind of sick. Yeah. Um, I don't really fuck with these balloon dogs. I can understand why people like him. It's it just, I'm a generation too late for it. It's kind of the same thing as like cause. It's like, yeah. I just, it's just so cringy to me, but I don't know. Like this, this just reeks of like inside mm. job. It's funny. I'm looking up the size of this, th these things. And so obviously like they have these like massive one that sit, sit in like the lobbies of like offices of penthouses. And, like, and penthouses. But like, this one is actually like the size of like a real miniature dog. Like it's very, very small, which makes sense. It's, it's a little bit, uh, yeah, it makes sense why it'd be $42,000. But Kevin, so you think this was an inside job? Yeah. It's just like a little coincidental. I'm asking what happened to that, you know, the 800, 800, you know, I, th I think he <laughs> might've dropped that one and then got a good idea for mm, like some promo. Wow. Cause I agree with you a hundred percent. Like these things aren't really that newsworthy. Like Jeff Koons isn't like an artist that like everyone is talking about it. Like, and especially like this balloon dog thing, which is, you know, I think he's been making these for, for decades now. And so this limited run of 799 of them, no one's really going to talk about. But now the fact that one broke 798. Now the 798. Yeah. Now we got some fucking conspiracy. Who broke it? What was it? You know, who who's behind this? Why did they do this? But I don't know. Like it definitely does feel like maybe this is, uh, potentially a setup. I don't know. The Miami art art scene fucking sucks. I think it's really dumb. Yeah, uh, I think there's some good stuff that probably comes out of there. But have you been to Winwood? I have been. Have to you been Winwood. to Winwood post crypto boom? There's board ape murals everywhere. Oh really? Yeah, it's just oh, the man. The town is painted with apes. Yeah, I mean, listen. This article and this story is going 
pretty far and wide. It's on CNN. It's all these things. And yeah, it's just like this little dog that broke. And listen, I think this is making more uh, awareness, more excitement around something that genuinely doesn't really deserve it. So this is the best thing that ever happened to Jeff Koons. So your your third eye is open here. Woke, uh, this is an inside job. Absolutely. You can't tell me it's not. Also, I wonder how many people think that this is a big, giant sculpture and not something that's like sort of like two feet by three feet. I don't know. If you're a real-ass Jeff Koons collector, <laughs> you fucking know what it is. Yeah, that couldn't be me, Kevin. Cool. Well, that's. Uh, let's get into the topics. we got some interesting stories to talk about in the world of design and branding, Kevin. That's what we do here on the show. We talk about design and branding. Jeff Koons, artist, kind of, uh, you know, sort of uh, ancillary to that world, I guess, but I don't know. Um, I, I think this this screams uh, mischief is behind that. Uh, Jeff Koons, yeah. break. They they broke that thing. Um, cool. Uh, Nokia. Nokia leads the show today because they are a Finnish telecoms communication company that has redesigned its logo for the first time in like thirty years, and it is on a mission to remind the world that it doesn't make mobile phones anymore. They're updating their strategy and they're refreshing their brand. And it is a big departure from sort of the Nokia brand identity that we all know and love. And uh, this work was done by Lippincott. They're sort of a, um, a sort of a branding company um, strategy big firm, dog, yeah. big dog. And so, and so the new logo hopefully captures Nokia as they are today with their renewed energy and a commitment as pioneers of digital transformation. <laughs> I don't necessarily know exactly what Nokia does today, but apparently they don't sell consumer products anymore, and they're focused on providing infrastructure and related to all things service providers, cable operators, web scale providers, large enterprises, and governments. Oh, cool. That's yeah, that's yeah. super clear, and I know exactly what they make. The only thing I think of when I think of Nokia is my 1999 brick Nokia phone that had Snake on it. Yeah, right? those ruled. They were yeah. first the game. Yeah, right? that was like the phone. I remember borrowing my dad's phone in the car and just playing Snake on it. Totally. Like, that's what they're known for. And I guess since the iPhone came out, well, I don't know when that was, like 2008 or so, that Nokia run was 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 swiftly put to an end. And so this new logo has a bit of a contemporary feel. It, it feels more modern. And it's definitely one thing, which is sharper. We can all agree. Definitely sharper. Whether you like it or you don't like it, it is indeed sharper. Yeah, that shit's sharp. One of the th- main features of it, I think, is that it is um, it do- it does have a bit of a tie back to the sort of old logo, but it has mm-hmm. t- has been sort of uh, thinned out. It's sharper, and they've taken off some of the the, the main parts of the letter. <laughs> yeah, it's a little mysterious now, which yeah. kind of fits their whole vibe of like telecommunications, B two B. Like, what are they selling? Who knows? Yeah. What What is? Yeah. What does Nokia do? Not sure, but I'm sure lots of money is involved. Yeah, it's, it's sharp. It's fast. It's unclear. Quote from Nokia CEO Pekka Lundmark. She said, in most people's minds, we are still a successful mobile phone brand. Cap. (laughs) I'm not totally sure that's what people think you are, uh, Pekka. That Um, hasn't been the case for a long time. I'm not sure, but this is not what Nokia is about. (laughs) We want to launch a new brand that is focusing very much on the networks and industrial digitalization, which is a completely different thing from the legacy phone, mobile phones. Ready for a hot take or a review here, Kevin, of this logo? 
I think branding sometimes is confused when it's something something that is not changing people's perception about a mm-hmm. company, a service, or a person, right? When people say it's a rebrand and they yeah. change one little thing and it's like, yeah, we still think it's pre- exactly what we thought it was. This actually does start a new conversation about what yeah. Nokia is and sort of where they're going and the role that they play in society. Yeah, it's definitely a little cutting edge, a little futurist. I don't really have a strong opinion on the logo. Like I I think it's fine. I like it. Me too. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It just seems like a signal uh, of progress to move forward and they got the point across. And that's what they're trying to do here. They're getting that across. I, I actually like how it's not totally 100% legible. Like I do think that is uh, courageous and I think it does sort of feel progressive and it does feel confident to me to be like, well, you know, we you can figure it out um, from the sort of context clues that mm-hmm. this is Nokia. And again, it doesn't, it doesn't just, if it was just a sort of thinned out version of their old logo, I just don't know if anyone would really be that interested. And I think this is, this is a bit brave. And it does signal, to your point, that this is a change and uh, that you should give some consideration to uh, Nokia. And I think for that reason, it's successful, to be honest. Yeah. In retrospect, their old logo, the one that they previously moved away from, kind of looks like some pharmaceutical dick pill. It, it does have a bit of a sort of evil parent company vibe. And and to be honest, it's like I do like it yeah, for that I'm reason, but I do think it um, – <clears throat> I think this is a nice upgrade – I think the problem is less with the logo and and more about like Nokia being a brand that people don't really have any sort of affinity for because they don't make consumer products really that people use. And I think if they did make something that we all were utilizing in our everyday life, I think maybe there would be more um, warmth for a sort of new logo when this is sort of just like, what was what 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 are the sort of pile of things I said before? Cable operators, web scale providers, large enterprises, service providers, and governments. Like, I, I don't. There was some infrastructure quote, is, is hard to get people yeah. excited about. Yeah. I mean, digital infrastructure. There was some quote about the metaverse, too, on a mm. different article. I just added it this morning. Our updated company strategy is supported by our technology strategy, which details how networks will need to evolve to meet the demands of the metaverse era. I like that. Just throw in sort of the fact that they're going to be able to help the future. Well, it's Generically. like anytime you hear the word transformation now, that should just really trigger. You should know what's going on. Transformation is the metaverse. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's yeah. just what that's just what it, we're the world we live in now. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of buzzwords here. There's a lot of words about transformation and contemporaneous. Ready for another quote? We built on the heritage of the previous logo, but made it feel more contemporary and digital to reflect our current identity. This is Nokia, but not as the world has seen us before. Cool. What does that mean? Not really much, I don't know. but kind of into it though. I think sometimes you can have so many buzzwords and so much strategic thinking. Mm-hmm. That I just get really excited about it. Like the people who like who like cooked this up in the lab, that's a masterpiece. Like that's that shit goes so hard. And yeah. like I don't even know what the fuck they're saying, but like it's getting me excited. Like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they have a renewed energy and commitment as pioneers of digital transformation. Yeah. Like, let's go. Yeah. Where are we going? No clue. But like, <laughs> let's fucking go. Let's let's transform digital. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, whatever. Let's go. Yeah, we're ready to run through a wall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where, what wall in, in, in what digital uh, verse, uh, universe? The, the digital wall the, in the in the metaverse. That's right. We're ready to run through that wall as long as we don't get hurt because it's yeah. just our characters. <laughs> yeah. um, I will say um, I couldn't help but notice the similarities to Kia. 
I think that was something that uh, we both sort of noticed was like, it does have a bit of that Kia car energy. Yeah, I made a meme about it yesterday. Yeah, Kevin made some fire memes, but it's it does have a bit of that Kia energy, which means it's a little tough to read. And I got to say, is this a new strategy? Should more companies make le- logos that are hard to read in an effort to get people to like sort of either l- hate them, love them, or just to divide people? You don't have to say fuck around and find out. Honestly, I think it's a good strategy. I don't think that's their intention here, but I do think it's interesting as a sort of point of view to make a logo. Like if this logo was was uh, 20% more legible, I don't know if any of us are really like digging into it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the graph of fuck around and find out, mm-hmm. um, if you're fucking around, you're spending more time learning and researching about the company and then you're finding out more information. Yes. So after, when you come to the discovery of what it is, mm-hmm. you've, you've found out. Once you've found out, you've fucked around quite a bit and- Mm-hmm. You now have more knowledge, more like you just know what's going on. You know what's up. Yeah. So I'm, it's a good strategy. I agree. I'm addicted to reading them talking about their strategy. Quote, we're updating our strategy. And as a key enabler, we're also refreshing our brand to reflect who we are today. A B2B technology innovation leader pioneering the future where network meets cloud. Here's why we have chosen to do that now. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 Fuck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know what any of this really means, but like. I assume it's important. It's provocative. It gets the people going. <laughs> it's big. Yeah. It's digital. It's transformation. Digital they're pioneers. pioneers. <laughs> and I guess what they're saying is they no longer make phones, which to be honest, I, I guess I think of them last as making phones, but I guess that's the last consumer product. So what they've been doing since, fuck all if I know, and it's not very clear what they yeah, do. They make phones me. now. They, no, they don't make phones. Oh, Kevin. fuck. They, God damn they, it. They, they, they stopped making phones probably... 15 years ago. I got to get the, get that through my thick skull. I still think of them as a very successful uh, phone company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin, you got to change your mind. And that's why they created this new logo that only has one side of the end. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, listen, I'm going to say something as a typographer, uh, expert on uh, typography. Um, pretty bold of them to take an O and make that the right side of an N. That's just, you yeah. know, that's just that's bravery cool. and courage that we yeah. salute and yeah. uh, support on this show. Um, so shout out to Nokia, big big new logo. And, uh, you know, to be honest, didn't see myself leading off the show with Nokia today, but yeah, here I we are. We've, I think we've picked up a lot of, lot of energy on it mm-hmm. just by talking about it in this brief moment. Kevin, I think we're digital pioneers as well. So I think we should reach out to Nokia and they should sponsor the pod. Oh, I would love it they sponsored the pod. Yeah, collaboration right there. Digital transformation and... Uh, uh, updated technology strategy, us and them. The only people I'm walking into the metaverse with is fucking Nokia. Yeah, let's ride. Um, Kevin, I could talk about Nokia all day, but I think we should move on. And that's because we got to talk about Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran is a singer, songwriter, pop star, and uh, ketchup enthusiast. Are you aware of that? Yeah. He loves ketchup so much so that he has a ketchup tattoo on his arm. He would fucking love ketchup. And then um, I think uh, last year or two years ago, he ha- uh, officially formalized a, a partnership with Heinz. And then he came out with this limited edition Heinz ketchup bottle that looked like his skin, Ugh. which I got to say, it's one of the most disturbing package designs I've ever seen. But for that reason, I kind of love it. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. fuck it. And um, <laughs> he he loves ketchup so much so that he has someone on hand always with ketchup on them. Which, I don't like know. on their face? No, like in their pocket. Like he's no. he's constantly um, uh, sort of traveling around. So he and needs ketchup. 
But I guess like I don't know. Everywhere has ketchup, Ed. Like where are you going that you can't get ketchup? But um, as far as the Heinz partnership and sort of collaboration goes, um, he's moved on to hot sauce, and so. Um, being on the road presents challenges for hot sauce aficionados that you come near a hot sauce aficionado. Sure. And instead, you know, instead, so essentially um, he, he's looking for a hot sauce that had the versatility of his beloved ketchup, but in the form of a hot sauce. Um, and in his quest to find a hot sauce that was great on everything, he's turned to his friends at Kraft to help create a new line of sauces called Tingly Tits. Cool. I, I don't know. Fuck. I don't like that name very much. Tingly Ted's. Yeah, so apparently that's Ed Sheeran's childhood nickname. Yeah, they called him Ted. Ted. Tingly Ted's has a bit of a like Netflix serial killer energy that I'm not totally down with. Like that dude, Tingly Ted definitely went on like a killing spree in Santa Barbara in like the late 70s. Yeah, I mean, look at Ed Sheeran's eyes. I don't, he looks like a serial killer kind of. Oh, yeah. If you told me that Ed Sheeran had killed someone, I wouldn't be like, wow, that's shocking. Allegedly. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be incredibly shocked. So uh, Tingly Ted's has lemon notes and smokiness and is made with red jalapenos, capsicum peppers, herbs, and spices. It will be available in two flavors, tingly and extra tingly. I mean... The flavor mm. profile sounds kind of intriguing to me. Mm. I would put that. I would try it. Yeah, the label is done by Jones Knowles Richie. They were the ones that did the sort of uh, Ed Ed Chip Ed Ketchup Chip, yeah. uh, package skin packaging, which I uh, just talked about. And it has a menacing teddy bear with an adorable face on the front. The teddy bear's hard. Yeah, uh, the typography is kind of uh, curvy and uh, bold, and uh, the bottle is transparent making excellent use of the sauce's bright red color. The two sauces almost seem as though they have the exact same color from a sauce perspective, and the two labels are slightly different colors, and they sort of have like a bit of a collage energy. Sure, whatever you say, Ed. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not the biggest Ed Sheeran enthusiast. I don't think his music's very good, and I think he his face is really weird. Um, he looks like the type of guy that, like, the type of kid who would have ketchup all over his face. <laughs> yeah, no, that's and true. And I could see even see it as, like, a grown man. I think it's weird to, like, be traveling around with ketchup. But I guess, like, I don't know if you... That's part of his brand now, I guess. It is part of his brand. But I, I will say, like, Heinz, we've had this conversation. Heinz is a unanimous ketchup, like, champion, right? Like, there aren't many alternatives, I think, that are anywhere near as close as Heinz. I'm not a huge ketchup head, so okay. pretty yeah. much anything will do the trick for me. But I do love I, – I like Heinz. But I guess if you are traveling and you're internationally a, a, a sort of a superstar like Ed Sheeran and you're going to go eat a burger or you got fries or stuff and, and, and you have kind of shitty ketchup – it does ruin it. So I could understand no, maybe why. Take what they got. Yeah, but I could understand having your own ketchup. But I think, and and Kevin and I That's both. That's diva uh, shit. It is diva shit, but it's also, you know, Ed Sheeran's a man of the people. But, uh, you know, it's not like he's traveling around with his, like, own truffle sauce. Like, he's just a simple man. Is that, is that the Heinz. line? No, I'm just saying he he needs ketchup. He needs Heinz ketchup specifically. And so Ed has a quote. It says, I had a year of whittling down the perfect flavors with a great mixing team, and we settled on two absolute belters, the tingly <laughs> and extra tingly. Belters, good word. Yeah. Two absolute belters. Yeah. Could you try saying that in, uh, in Ed Sheeran voice? I'm not going to. <laughs> He, he can sing, get it? He, they're belters because he's a singer. Um, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, 
quote, I've had them on tour with me recently to try them with all sorts of meals, and there really isn't anything they don't go with except bananas. Don't do that. <laughs> Dad, wow. you slay me, Ed. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. And so, what a goofball. Yeah, what a goofball. Silly goose. Like, who would put freaking ketchup mm-hmm. on bananas? I don't yep. like. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Ed I, I kind of want to try it now. No, me too. I think as the more and more I talk about this, and the more and more I think about how weird a name Tingly Ted's is, I now am interested. Now I want to try it. And um, yeah, I think uh, Ed Sheeran is, is is a strange guy, but you got to admit he's written some pretty classic wedding songs. Those songs, like yeah. they, he's got some heaters and he can really sing, and he's a, he is a talented fellow. Absolutely, you wouldn't be a successful singer if he didn't have some talent it's yeah no it's definitely not because of his face um <laughs> yeah shout, shout out or his um uh tattoos so that's another thing that i saw he was getting flamed a little bit i feel like ed sheeran is an easy punching bag but he yeah, def- definitely is apparently he's got some like all over his his body he's got some pretty awful tattoos he's got this big lion on his chest yeah. and then apparently he has like the ghana flag on his stomach which that's unknown for what reasons and uh yeah i i think the design is um i think the design's nice i'm not a huge edge here in head yeah. but listen kevin you and i agree on one thing and 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 actually we agree on many things but at the top of that list hot sauce enthusiasts yeah i would try it, so, it. like it sounds it sounds kind of nice i like mm-hmm. i like i like a little lemon yeah i think you um had this thought was like is this a ketchup hot sauce yeah. Because it's with Heinz and he's a ketchup enthusiast, but I don't think it is. I think it's just yeah, it's just a hot sauce. It's just a hot sauce that has the versatility of a ketchup, meaning that it can kind of go on a lot of things. It's gonna be. You think it's gonna be as thick as ketchup? I don't know. I don't know. You I know, guess I we th- might have to order it to find out. We should, and I, I think you know, sriracha. I think of is like maybe one of the most versatile hot sauces. I think people put that on a lot of different things, but you know, let's see, let's see what the, uh, Ed's got in the kitchen. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, mm-hmm. I'd be glad to give this a little taste test. Yeah. But again, I'm not surprised that this isn't like the coolest looking designed brand in the world. Cause I just don't think Ed Sheeran. I mean, I think taste. it matches Ed Sheeran's vibe. It's a perfect, I think they did a good job at like yeah. matching his, vibe, it's perfectly on know? brand. And that bear on the front is pretty cool. Yeah. And I could see him getting it tattooed on his body. Yeah. One last thing about Ed Sheeran. Mm. If there were to be a poster child, on the reasons why you should maybe wait a little bit to uh, get your entire body covered in tattoos. It's probably mm, him. Okay. Yeah. Money can't buy taste. Mm-hmm. So. No, it cannot. Um, I'm not a big tattoo shamer either. Except, yeah. I mean, I guess this is like two weeks in a row where I've tattoo shamed. Yeah. I'm going to height shame. He's 5'8", just so, uh, for those out there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Keeping track of height. Um, no, this is cool. Good for Ed Sheeran. And I do think Ed Sheeran is incredibly talented. I'm not necessarily going home and putting on Ed music um, to set the vibe or, you know, again. You're not in love with the shape of you? I'm not in love with the shape of you. Um, uh, or... Or any other Ed Sheeran songs um, that I can't think of right now off the top of my head. Kevin, you got That's any the only songs? one I got. Yeah. Um, thinking Out Loud. Cool. Na- yeah, you go. Name another Ed Sheeran song. Uh, cool. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I, could, I can't. Okay. Um, speaking of ketchup, Kevin, uh, Sir Kensington announced this week that they're going to stop making ketchup, which um, is a big deal for a brand that I think believe I believe they started – on the premise of making a better for you ketchup, which has like less uh, sugar and, and doesn't have high fructose corn syrup like Heinz does. And uh, apparently, the, after many, many years, they are giving up the ketchup game. 
RIP. Yeah. Um, the founder said, there's no easy way to say this. We're saddened to think about how ketchup will not endure. Um, and thanks all the customers here who embrace this crazy idea for choice and condiments from day one. So apparently they couldn't, they couldn't take down Heinz. Have you yeah. had Sir Kensington's I ketchup? I haven't had their ketchup. I've had their mayonnaise. I, I, I like their mayonnaise. I thought it was good. Um, but I, th- I think that's what's happening here. I think Sir Kensington started as a better for you ketchup company. And I thought that at the time that was like a really bold and exciting idea. It was like, okay, we're going to take on Heinz and try yeah. to make a better ketchup. And I think over time they've realized their, their, their real hero products are the mayonnaise ones. Yeah. I, I just like better for you ketchup. How much better for you can it actually be? I mean, less sugar. There's a lot of sugar in ketchup. Yeah. So, but they do make a really good mayonnaise. They do have a bunch of varieties of mayonnaise. They have like a spicy mayonnaise and they um, they have some mustards. And so I just think they're moving a bit over to the, they're just, they're betting on their their winners. Rest in peace, sir. Rest in peace to Sir. I thought Sir Kensington's, uh, when I read this, was 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 going um, out of business entirely. I That's the kind of like tone in which this was announced. Yeah. But I just think that they're removing one of their main skews, I guess. Or it must not be selling in the way that they need it to. Otherwise, it's, you know, 13 years ago they launched as the artisanal product free, um, or uh, the artisanal product free of high fructose corn syrup. Me and Empath realizing that Sir Kensington ketchup is not selling uh, to the numbers they desire. <laughs> <laughs> oh no um yeah sir Kensington always kind of reminded me of like mr peanut or like the monopoly man he's got that same kind of energy because he's got a monocle yep he's got he's, he's, he's old got the and same he's kinda, eyewear yeah well you know so, sorry for them but also happy for them that they're making financially strong business decisions that's really what this is right like if you are a product company and you're optimizing your product range you're going to look at the products that are maybe not performing and remove them even if they're the product you started with so skew optimization big news do you go to gary vu that's true bro um so goodbye sir kenson sketchup kevin speaking of things that are um that are that are not doing so well sex oh no yeah People aren't having sex as much as they used to, according to every single news source on the world. Have more sex, please. What's a recession? Why are we in one? Sex, oh, sex wh- recession. We're in a sec- What's a sex recession and why are we in one? Why are young people having so little sex? Is the sex recession turning into a great sex depression? Kevin, you've really pulled many articles here all saying the same thing, which is young people are having less sex. Damn. Kevin, do you want to speak for all young people? <laughs> Couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Um, Teed me up right there. <laughs> the trend is called sex recession, as I said. Um, this seems to be no singular cause. Factors include young people having more academic and career pressure and less time for sex. Pornography, lack of coupling, unsatisfying or physically painful experiences with past partners, and body image-induced inhibition. The significant disruption in social interactions participated by COVID is certainly a factor, and the decline in bumping uglies was noted by Kate Julian in The Atlantic over a year before large gatherings came to a halt with social distancing protocols. So I think this is a story that I have heard over the last, like, five, ten years. This is not necessarily a brand new story. I, I, I think it's now kind of bubbling up to the surface again. 
And I think COVID certainly didn't help. Yeah. Right? Young people just want to be on their phone. They don't want to fuck. I mean, I think that's, I mean, of all the sort of listed things there, I just think our, our like attention is being, dis- we're so distracted. Yeah, there's too much shit to watch. I don't want to fuck. There's so much content. Have you ever been on Hulu or <laughs> yeah. Netflix or, you yeah. know, kind of like, um, you, you, you know, it's so- better than having sex. Yeah. Front and center on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a fucking quote right yeah, there. Yeah, 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 for sure. How could you have sex when you have so many podcasts? Sorry, to babe, listen to? I can't have sex tonight. I got to listen to Front and Center. <laughs> exactly. Now on YouTube and uh, Spotify and Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, listen, I think this is something that's been happening for for quite a while, and I feel like this story kind of like pops back up every fucking six months. I feel like this is yeah. We've mm-hmm. entered the six month period where mm-hmm. last week. I think the New York Times had an article about it. Yeah. And then there were several stories in our little uh, branding ni- world. niche branding zone, mm-hmm. branding world that yeah. popped up and got my attention. Yeah. I mean, I think calling it a sex recession is kind of nice. Like, that, I mean, as far as like branding terms go, like, I think that is a nice way to, 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 to summarize this. It, mm-hmm. it does give it some, you know, it's not just a epidemic or a story. It is a, it's got a term now, the sex recession. And yeah, I think the New York times has an op-ed that says, have more sex, please. And, uh, sort of calling, uh, a call to action to young people. Like people should have as much sex as they would like. Yeah. I don't think we really need the New York times, uh, encouraging us to have more sex. Like what is their end goal there? Like, how does that help their uh, bottom line? That's what you're trying to get to, Kevin. I guess if you have more sex, there's more kids, and more kids means more mm-hmm. uh, more viewers for the failing New York Times. So okay, um, <laughs> allegedly failing New York Times. Yeah, sex is good. Sex is healthy. Sex is a central part of our social fabric, and you should probably be having more of it. Oh damn! Thanks, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the New York Times. Alex, did you know that sex was good? Mm-hmm. Sex can bring people together. No way. And that only works when you're having sex. Wow. I mean, listen, we've never been more divided, and uh, sex is the thing that is going to bring us together. Wow. And uh, yeah, get on it, fucking people. I do think this is um, uh, an opportunity, like we said, uh, or for brands to jump into the conversation and to sort of. Uh, yeah, get their, uh, you know, to, to, to try to take on this uh, issue, uh, sabotaging society. Um, we have three brands here. One is called Sex Brand. Kevin, it's a new company looking to reverse the trend with a line of sexual wellness products, encouraging folks to uh, get more intimate. So they have this sort of uh, very minimalist, unbranded approach, just a sex brand, bright orange. And uh, yeah, they're coming out with condoms and other things. Design was done by a creative studio called Uncommon. And uh, yeah, it's got some good headlines. Sex can save the world. Sex is dying. We're here to save it. So they're on the front lines trying to do the uh, Lord's work. Yeah, they, they're doing the good work. Um, mm-hmm. And their brand looks pretty great. Yeah. I, I love a love a minimal, bold brand. Yeah, looks cool. And I think this is, uh, yeah, is this going to do it? Maybe. Yeah, they've got some like Greek deity illustrations, mm. which I can't, I'm, I'm like, I've got a mixed opinion on. Like, I, I, at first I was a little like, oh, what the heck's going on there? But mm-hmm. I, as I look at them, I'm like, oh, you know, like, uh, it's yeah. kind of cool. It's like provocative. Yeah. I mean, listen, this is a cultural conversation and brands are here to jump in and so- create solutions. Yeah. Um, the next one is. Uh, Durex. Durex is famous for making their condoms. Um, and now they are entering uh, the fashion world with a collaboration with Diesel. 
and uh, they've created the first ever John them, Kevin. It is a gene <laughs> condom. Is that really true? No. No. They're just <laughs> that a, was a joke I wrote. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they're just a partnership with Diesel. Diesel has always been like a very uh, sex forward fashion brand in the like, 2000s. They were sort of, they, they, they were known for their mo- very provocative like gene ads with like young people looking sexy and like all over each other. Very like American Apparel and like Calvin Klein. They should have made a John them. Yeah. They sh- if they didn't make a John them here, Kevin, huge missed opportunity. Yeah, huge. I mean, I think if you sent somebody on the runway in a John them, it'd be it'd be oh, quite electric. It'd be quite the the conversation piece. Um, I'm not sure how comfortable a jean condom would be, um, but you know that's that's something that they should work out in R and D. I mean, it could be like a texture. Like you could probably do mm. like a jean print. Mm. You're, it you're, doesn't have to be like actual jean because I don't think that would be good for anybody. No, I'm looking for an authentic jean condom. Maybe yeah. selvage denim too. Something really <laughs> nice with some uh, yeah. some, uh, <laughs> some some. Uh, uh, toothiness to it yeah like a distressed denim mm-hmm. Ooh, a distressed condom. <laughs> oh that would God. be iconic if they sent like multiple models down the runway wearing different con jondoms with different sort of uh <laughs> <laughs> colors and textures and um kevin you know the, we're giving again free ideas yeah and then the last brand that here is taking on the sort of a sex recession is a brand i've never heard of they're called chaz they're from Lithuania. I don't even know where you found this. Yeah, story, shout, out this Bill, is, shout out Bill McCool. It was oh, on okay. the uh, Friday wrap-up. From the die line. Yeah, uh-huh. this is some deep internet sleuthing here. Yeah, Bill's deep. It, shout out to Bill. Shout out to die line. Get your awards in, submissions in today. Um, they're trying to solve the sexless epidemic with vulva and dick-flavored chips. <laughs> mm, yum. <laughs> Which, um, do these actually taste like those uh body parts kevin is only that... one way to find out yeah this feels also very mischiefy um they've decided to draw everyone's attention to the sex recession and thus contribute to the um to the solution and they come up with the first in the world pussy flavored chips wow i can't believe i'm actually saying that giving them to a loved one would be a clear invitation not only to try oral sex or break all <laughs> barriers but also to seek and discover what gives both parties maximum pleasure yeah dip your toe in wow. uh let, let's try a chip before we uh, you know, dive uh-huh. <laughs> dive in face first. I'm not really seeing the sort of connection <laughs> here, but apparently they have a unique taste for brave and free people. Wow. So after tasting it, you'll remember your wild love adventures, your first love, and maybe even lose your oral virginity. Uh, so here, okay, so, so they're thinking that if you try the chip and it reminds you of, <laughs> of, of, a, of a past sexual experience, that you're more likely. Yeah. I mean, listen, this is, uh, this is an interesting way in. Mm, I've got a hankering for some genitalia in my mouth. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I, I gotta say, this feels like a gag gift, but... Yeah, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna move on. Um, but listen, shout out to them. Shout out to young people. Uh, get off your phones. Get off video yeah. games. Get off Twitch. Get off Netflix. And start I, having some. I think the government needs to step in and stop this sex recession. We need a stimulus package. <laughs> we need some stimmies. Joe Biden. Yeah. Where are you at, Joe? <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know exactly what the sti- this stimulus package entails, but, but sounds we, sexy. We've got some packages that need to be stimulated. Wow. So get in here, Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Come fix this. A call to arms. Um so we'll keep our eye on the sex recession. Shout out to New York Times for bringing it to our attention and shout out to every other publication that's written an article like this in the last yeah keep hammering years keep yeah. hammering it just keep telling us this yeah. <laughs> just keep letting us know that we're not having sex and that we should be having more like because i feel like those articles they all sort of uh, uh, present a lot of data 
and facts about the problem, mm-hmm. but not a lot of solutions. Yeah. So shout out to Chaz. Stimulus package. Shout out to shout out to Chaz. Shout out to Joe Biden. Our last story, Kevin, comes from Delish.com, and it is a, a launch of a new product called Next Milk. It comes from Silk. They make sort of plant-based milk alternatives. The campaign uses uh, inspiration from the famous Got Milk ads where the celebrities had the milk mustaches. Kevin, mm-hmm. you remember that? I one? do remember that Who one. Who could forget it? One of the most iconic ad campaigns of all time. And so they have a fun little twist on this. They're using Nepo Babies. So nep- Nepo Babies uh, is short for Nepotism Babies, which is basically just a fun little branded term for the kids of famous people. So they have Brooklyn Brack- Beckham, Ella Travolta, Miles O'Neill, and Sailor Brickley Cook. And these are all sort of the kids of, 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 of Shaquille O'Neal, John Travolta, uh, fucking David Beckham. David Beckham and uh, Christy Brinkley, who were all famously in the original Got Milk ads. Um, I'm doing a real bad job of setting this up, but what, I don't think so at all. But I think this is actually a really brilliant way to talk about the future of milk, and it's to use the next generation of kids. Yeah, I agree. I, I like the I like the campaign. I've got a couple bones to pick, though. Um, yeah, what do you got? My first bone is. That I tried this earlier. Mm. Um, I did a multiple person experiment in the office um, mm. with does this actually work? Mind you, we didn't have silk on hand. Okay. Um, but we used the plant based milk we had in the office. Okay. Um, we used some almond milk and gave it a shot, and this did not work at all. It's very thin and mm. did not stick to any lips. So you're calling bullshit. Yeah, it, it doesn't work, yeah. um, which is fine. I know what they're doing, I see the reference they're going for. Of course. I think, you know, obviously advertising is lying um to some extent but it, it just didn't work that's my first bone okay and cool um and what my second bone is uh i'm not wild about next milk i mm. thought that maybe they could have did something more active maybe something a little bit more aligned along the lines of got milk the mm. original campaign mm. um that said i do like this campaign i think it's pretty strong i believe next milk is a product that they're promoting here. I don't believe it's just a tagline. I believe it's an actual product, which is a little confusing because I don't know if Next Milk is soy or almond or what alternative milk it is. It's Next. It's just Next. And I will say for that, I do like the name Next Milk. Like I do feel it just feels like um, the future of of milk. I want to know what I'm drinking to like at least a little extent. So next milk tastes like milk. Hold on, I'm now doing some research, and I believe they have it in um, whole fat. They get it from a next cow. They, <laughs> it comes from the next uh, uh, plant. Mm. So it it is oat milk and plant based blend. So it's a bit of a blend here, Kevin. It's mm. not totally clear exactly what this is. So maybe that, it maybe it does stick to your lip. Then so Kevin, this is the thing you're. Your theory about whether this sticks or not, I think you have to try it with next milk before I will you can really call it. But here's the question, though. Did milk ever really stain your yeah. upper lip like that? You think it does? I mean, not to like... In the ads, it was clearly like paint or whatever they used. Sure. So, and it was... it, But like, you get a thick whole milk. And yeah. Some of, that, some of that stays on your upper lip. I think There's some truth to it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is probably true. It definitely feels like it's um, over... Uh, overdone for the commercials and yeah i think next milk is see again this commercial now has me questioning what next milk is you know sort of does it taste like real milk and it, it all we know is that it's plant-based and it's got 
It's next. It's next. I do think this is like particularly brilliant just because, again, all these famous celebrities that we grew up uh, sort of uh, idolizing and were sort of a part of this original campaign, they do have all these kids that are sort of becoming famous in their own right for whatever the hell that they do. And, uh, you know, Nepotism Babies was on the cover of New York Mag. They did this whole sort of uh, article doing all this research into where every famous person's parents, uh, what they did and how they got into the industry. So I think this is like a big story. And I think just generally, it does a really great job of communicating that like this is milk for the next generation yeah so, i want meta milk yeah facebook milk yeah any i just want meta milk i want to milk a meta cow okay and mm. drink my meta milk in my yeah. metaverse um there's a comedian joe mandy who does a really great bit about the first guy who ever discovered that milk was something that you could drink oh yeah <laughs> um because just think about that real quick yeah milk one of the most disgusting and strange things that we consume as a society I mean, but we cons- But who decided that they could pull on these udders and then get out this liquid and that we should drink that? I mean, that's a. That's a human yeah. bodies produce milk. But we don't drink. Oh, we do drink that. Yeah, we do, mm. we do drink that. Mm. Kevin, you're poking holes in this Joe Mandy bit, but. Sorry. Um, yeah. Listen, I get it, but you're right. The human body does produce milk that we drink. Do you think that's what inspired someone to look at a cow and think. Probably. You think so? Yeah. What's the story behind milk? I don't know. We should look it up. Who, who, like, again, that's a funny premise of a joke because obviously the first, in, in this uh, hilarious version of the retelling of it, obviously you could imagine like <laughs> yeah. someone just I, first. Just is, imagine it. Just imagine. <laughs> but like, who is, you know, who was, who, who invented milk? Like, who was the first person to figure out that this was something that you could milk a cattle for human consumption? Like, that just feels, but it's got to be a long time ago. Some sick farmer. That's yeah. what that's what it's come down yeah, to. Some sick farmer. Some sick fucking farmer. Um, Kevin, that's the show today. Uh, that's we're a, a, a great place to end. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for all the listeners. Shout out to all the new people that are following us on Instagram. Shout out to all the people that are watching on YouTube. Um, I think this is what week five of the show being uh, available to watch. Um, can you just do us a favor? Like and subscribe. Um, I, we've said that in the past, but like on YouTube, like subscribe to the channel yeah, and uh, give us a little thumbs up and, uh, you know, sort of uh, check it back in on us yeah, every now and then. Leave some mean comments so we can talk about the haters. Yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, please uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, like and uh, tell your friends. And yeah, shout out to the people that asked for the video content because we were shooting it. But now it's uh, it's out there every week and the shows go live on Wednesday evening right so the show will continue to come out wednesday morning and then the video version of it will come out sometime later that day because it takes work to make these things so we got one we got it's a one man uh it's a one man show crew yeah also give kevin a little bit of a shout out and uh, give him a little uh you know sort of give him give him a nice little compliment he (laughs) loves he loves compliments yeah sure tommy's doing a great job because he is all right thank you kevin thanks peace bye